Breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 94, and I am Tawny Santa Bria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here once again to debunk the junk. All those stories that we tell ourselves when our emotions are running wild that only make things worse. We can get underneath those. We can better connect with ourselves. We can have more ease, more flow, more resilience, more peace in life, more perspective. All these things that we always want and always talk about as so elusive, we're here to suggest that maybe it's not as elusive as we make it out to be. So happy to have you along once again. And remember, there's lots of places you can connect with us. Certainly if you're listening live um, in Seattle, good morning. If you are catching this as a podcast, thank you so much for subscribing and for leaving us a review. We really appreciate that. And please pass this on to your friends and family who you think could benefit from it. You can also see video versions of every episode at our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS. We have a Facebook group of the same name that you can join. Tawny has a six-week self-mastery course at unperfectyourself.com where you can apply this over six weeks to your own context and see what happens. And then every second Saturday of the month, Tawny and I do a free Zoom workshop where we introduce you to the techniques of getting grounded and ask, uh, well, answer any questions that you might have. I should say grounded in the body, not grounded like a parent grounding a kid, right, for doing something wrong. <laughs> I should make that clear. <laughs> you know? So nevertheless, there are lots of ways uh, to connect with us, and there are more on the way. So happy to have you with us for another episode. Tawny, how are things going? Things are going as they do. <laughs> I didn't like that answer. It, it, <laughs> it's an answer. Hey, I, I, I'm just happy I don't have any fires this week. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So you, got, you just, you're just doing a real fire is a fire and then other fires. Are, other fire, are what fires I once called work. fires are not fires. Those are just normal things that happen. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's yeah. good. So that was, that's a reference mm-hmm. to last week. And, and for any of you who are wondering what we're talking about, but nevertheless, that was a, that was a really revealing and, and illuminating conversation. So where do you want to go this week, Tony? What do you got? Well, I want to talk about, I think. I think I want to talk about happiness Okay. all the happiness that goes along with happiness. How do you like that answer? (laughs) Okay. All the happiness that goes (laughs) on with happiness. What I'm detecting is stories around the desirability or the need to find happiness. Am I accurate there? There's a lot of pressure around happiness, you know, depending on how we define it, certainly, right? There's... And there's a lot of um, <clears throat> things we've learned about how to access happiness and things that we've learned about how we don't and what happens if we don't and, mm-hmm. and all of those kinds of things. So I just thought, let's talk about happiness. That sounds good. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah the, yeah, the pressure for about happiness is something that it's one of those things, again, if we slow down and we pay attention to the terms that we use, the phrases that we 
throw around, the things we tell ourselves, the things we tell our friends and our family, the advice that we give, we might see more than what we think. And yeah, with happiness, there is a pressure, right? We're supposed to live a happy life. Mm -hmm. That's the message. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, you know, what makes for a happy life? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I think that um, there can be a lot there that we learned as kids that make for a happy life. Um, and those stories can sort of be, you know, rolling around in our thinking space often. And we can look to the future for all of this. I'll be happy when blah, 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 blah happens. <laughs> or we can look at the past for all of this and go, gosh, if I would have just done that, I would be happy now. Oh, so that, yeah. that pressure around happiness can put us into the future and or into the past mm -hmm. and and you know it, and and we're not we're not necessarily always learning about it as a presence based sort of experience yeah so i just thought we could talk about some of the past stories of happiness that we've heard along the way and some of the future stories but then also you know ways to cultivate it in in more of a present moment experience I love that because, you know, in the end, um, I guess if we're really going to talk about how to find it. it it's got to be an internally defined thing or internally experienced thing. But so much of what you just mentioned, I noticed, are based on externals, right? Or actions that could be taking, taken or could have been taken. But that's not necessarily anything that's in the present, nor is it necessarily internal. Because if we require you know, meeting a partner to be happy. We don't have a whole lot of control over, we just have ourselves. There's another person in that dynamic. And then even if you do find a partner, you have to work within the context of that relationship to continue to make it work. Because there's the messaging that you have to, you know, to be happy, you have to have a happy, healthy relationship. That can be one of the messages. Right? But that's mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is, is if, if happiness is based on these external things that we're supposed to gain or that are supposed to happen or we're supposed to accomplish, um, we may only have so much control over those results, maybe even none, depending on what they are. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think it's the withholding of happy until those things happen that we don't even realize we're kind of subconsciously doing. Because we're so set on these stories. Wow. The withholding of happy. Mm -hmm. Meaning what you're saying, what, what I'm hearing you say is we are keeping ourselves from that at any given moment. We are withholding that from ourselves in any yeah. given moment. Yeah. Well, if the stories are, you know, I can't possibly be happy until this, mm. all of these things happen. <laughs> right. Or, you know, I can't be happy because you know, this other person isn't happy. Oh yeah. Or right. Like there's a lot of ways where we close ourselves off from happy yeah. waiting for it in certain circumstances. That's really true. Like I don't deserve to be happy because other people are not. I hear that too. Like I feel guilty for having what I have, you know, or, um, you know, I'm, Things have been too good for too long. There's another shoe's going to drop. <laughs> we talked about that before, right? 
the show, but mm-hmm. that that's part of this mm-hmm. too is is the deservedness of fortune or of blessings, whatever we want to call it, of happy. Wow. The withholding of happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then and then sort of like what what is even really the definition of happy also? Mm-hmm. Is there a universal definition of that? Is it is how does it how is it experienced in the body? Um, is contentment similar to happy? Is it is is peace? Is peace happy? Mm. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot that might go along with it. Um, Whereas if then maybe if we're putting pressure on ourselves around happy or, or recognizing that we might be withholding happy, is there space and room for um, other like peace and contentment or calm or appreciation or gratitude, you know, those kinds of Right. Experiences. Right. I mean, there's other, other terms come up too: a sense of belonging, a sense of, of purpose, a sense of um, being secure, not necessarily security, but being secure in oneself and one's place and, and, and what, you know, that those are all terms that, that seem to be, there's, there's commonality, commonalities in them, it seems to me. Uh, but yeah, that, mm-hmm. what is that definition? Um, you know, and I've, I've seen it in other people too, in conversations, people convinced that they are designed for certain things and therefore it must happen. Like this, this must happen. I'm the type of person who can't be by myself. I've heard that. So I must find a partner and, you know, this, this is what must happen. I've heard that a lot, right? I'm not wired that mm-hmm. way or I just, I know myself this way, <laughs> you know? And I do a lot of what you're doing right now. <laughs> I do a lot of nodding. Okay, well, what what makes mm-hmm. you say that? You know that that's that's you know what is it about that that convinces you that's the truth? But um, but yeah, yeah, there is no there is no universal definition for it, is there? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I was thinking as you're as you're t- uh, talking right now, just with this realization of people don't when I meet people for the first time and they, and, and we're establishing whether or not we want to work together, um, they don't typically tell me that they, you know, want, they, they say more often than not, I'm just not happy. Mm. I want to be happier. They, they don't often say like, I want to experience more appreciation or I want more courage Right, like you no, know, they they don't usually come to me and tell me that. But underneath this, you know, I want more happiness, or I don't feel happy. Underneath that, we know that some of these other um, really important experiences are missing. Yeah, that that almost that almost all go together to then create whatever happy is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe maybe happy is is fulfilled. Or, or, or something, right? So, so then we're in line with our values. We're, we're courageous in our life. We've got some adventure going on. We're yeah. creative and sort of like all of it together kind of comes, to, comes together. And all of these experiences equal uh, like a happy state. I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering too. But, you know, the, the word that you, I, I pointed at the screen for those of you who are watching, when you said the word values. 
you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on it in my own, you know, and when, when am I feeling, if I don't call it happy and I call it, when do I experience feelings of belonging and connection and purpose and excitement or fulfillment? Um, when do I experience that? It's when I am connected to and working from and living from the values that I know matter the most to me. And when I'm not, there's a really good chance that I'm not feeling those things or I'm feeling, you know, less amounts of those things. And I, I don't think it's just a necessarily a simple calculus of, you know, hit all these values and you'll be fine. I think there's more to it. I think we also have to challenge ourselves. Like I think we, as people, we are, we can be curious and curious can be helpful. We can take healthy risks and be adventurous. Trying new things I think is important. You know, I think in terms of building that. So it's not just about the conceptual idea of what are your values, but boy, that does seem to be a common thing because, you know, values can shift. You know, we can decide, oh, wow, this value of adventurousness or fun, having fun is lower than I would like it to be in my day in day in day out activity. How can I shift that? Right. So maybe it's not so much always living from, maybe it is in part living from those values but then also recognizing that all of that changes or can change and we can, we can adapt to that. I don't know. I'm just wondering too out loud. Yeah. And, and the action piece, mm. you know, I think those putting those into action is really important because if we can have an adventurous spirit and we can think about all the adventure we'd like to have, and if we're not taking action on it, we're not putting, you know, we're not in alignment. Oh. So that, that movement part, that taking action, that expression of what we value is really important yeah. for our own sake. And, and certainly for the sake of everybody around us too, because when we're in alignment and we're putting action into that, we are engaged mm -hmm. in life in ways that can be of mutual benefit. Wow. That word is really powerful. So the alignment that is, um, that's the word so far that encapsulates, I think the closest, if we aren't going to use happy as an encapsulating word, because that doesn't necessarily have a universal definition. I really like alignment right now because we get to decide that, <laughs> you know, that, is, mm -hmm. that your alignment is going to look different mm -hmm. than mine you know, mm -hmm. and from places of alignment, we can still connect and communicate and have an alignment in this connection, right? In mm -hmm. this case, you know, in, and that's true for any kind of, you know, relationship, whether we're talking partnership, romantic, platonic, at work, that type of thing. Alignment seems to me to be a good, a good candidate here. Okay. It's our top spot for <laughs> right so far <laughs> the leader of the leader in the clubhouse no, but, <laughs> right but but then truly like the pressure is off yeah right so i don't have to want i don't have to want the same thing somebody else wants in their life i don't have to have the same thing somebody else has in their own life i don't have to wonder if i then you know didn't experience this particular thing so that i didn't necessarily get the I think we talked about the complete human experience before. Yes. Like I didn't do enough, right? I just need to know if I'm in alignment. Yeah. 
Yeah. And no pressure there. Yeah, there is no pressure there. And honestly, it's easier to recognize and accept the differences in another person's alignment from one's own alignment. (laughs) You know, so because so often, you know, the the, it seems to me the challenges that we can often produce for ourselves come from when we want somebody to align the way we are or we don't want to do the work of aligning ourselves and want to rely on somebody else to do it or think somebody else can provide that for us. And or something else can provide that for us. It doesn't have to be another person. It could be a job. It could be status. It could be money. It could be, a, you know, an accomplishment. Um, but that's the thing about alignment is we can have a whole lot of connection and value with things that aren't aligned the same way we are. That really is possible. And if, if you're listening and you're going, oh, I'm not sure that is possible. Well, sit with that discomfort for a while because it actually is. And right now in this day and age, we probably could use with a little more recognition of individual alignments and being able to see others and recognize where we might be able to connect. Then if we're just saying, okay, well, this person's, I'm this way, this person's that way. That's just how it is. Right. And, and, you know, I think it gets us out from underneath the conditioning too, because again, we've all sort of been taught how we're supposed to be. And then when we see, sometimes it can, if, if we're, you know, towing the line, here we are, we're doing the thing we're supposed to be doing. And then somebody else is doing something they're, you know, not hurtful, but doing something they're not supposed to be doing in Mm -hmm. in quotes, right. We're, we're going to be like, wait, well, wait, wait, why do I have to do the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, but they don't have to do the thing they're supposed to be doing, right? (laughs) Right. If we can get out from underneath that, right, Mm -hmm. then there's less defensiveness and less judgment, less criticism, because I'm clear about what I'm, where my alignment is in my values, right? And again, it's not about what everybody should be doing, but it's about like what's important, right? If, if learning is important to me, if it, Adventure is important to me, a family and fun and play. I need to be putting those action, those into action in my life. And then I'm in alignment. Yes. Right. And then I'm feeling empowered and away I go about my life. And I meet another person who is in alignment with other things like, um, you know, creativity, maybe um, sort of like traveling, sort of um, building, you know, making projects and building things from scratch. Like I don't know, like just different kinds of, of, of ways of living in the world, then, then I'm going to be cool with learning about what they're doing. And I'm not going to be defensive in the same way that if I have this expectation Mm -hmm. that we're all supposed to be underneath the same umbrella of all of the things. Yeah. Things can feel less threatening right? Things, they are less threatening from a place of alignment. And, and then we also don't have to face as much pressure that we should be doing something a different way. You know, kind of what you're saying, whether it's an expectation that we've always been taught, or if somebody is wanting us to do something that's just not in alignment, you know, or, you know, the opportunity to do something comes up and that's not in alignment with with where we are. You don't have to feel bad about that, right? If somebody doesn't want to go skydiving, (laughs) they don't have to go skydiving, Right. And not feel bad about it. Right. And two people in alignment could go, all right, I'm going to go skydiving. I thought I would offer. No problem. I get it. I'll see you when I land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That that type of thing. Boy, alignment, alignment to me seems a lot more workable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So 
Yeah. So starting with the, you know, getting to know ourselves, the, the more that we get to know ourselves, the more that we get to understand what's really important for us, not what we've just been taught that we should find mm-hmm. important, but that really is important. Um, and putting those pieces into action and, and allowing ourselves experience that to whatever degree life brings it. Um, and, and we continue to grow with that. Happy. The, you know, happiness as we use it, as we use that term is just probably going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because alignment, it occurs to me, alignment is a place of, is a, is an internal integrated space for each of us. And if we have that, I honestly think that that's where a lot of these other terms that we started at the top of the show with belonging, contentment, ease, purpose, all those plug into that. Right. Almost as if they were pieces of a puzzle mm-hmm. that just sort of fit all together in a unique combination that is each of us. And those can change mm-hmm. over time. I know that, you know, when I first did my first values assessment a few years ago, it's very different in some ways from the ones that I've taken most recently. Other things have shifted. Some have gone up. Some of the core ones are all still there. And that's that's helpful to see. But then I've had other ones that have kind of shot up the charts, if you will, <laughs> you know, because I wanted more of them, you know, fun in mm-hmm. particular. I always thought I was a really fun guy and I enjoyed, I did things for fun, but I wasn't doing a lot of things for fun. It was, and I wanted to, I wanted to move that. And so I had to take mm-hmm. intentional action to make sure I was doing those things. And it's, it makes a difference in that. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of intentional actions did you take to increase that? Well, you know, there were a few things. Um, if they were going to be activities that, um, that required some preparation, I had to make sure I prepared the time and the finances and the planning and and did all that. Once upon a time, I kind of did things kind of by the seat of my pants when it came to those things. Oh, I feel like doing this now I'm going to go. Right. But if I want to go do things like be outdoors more, that was one of them right? Explore more places, do some more road trips, spend more time with people doing new things. I also then had to reach out and say, Hey, would you be interested in doing this with me? When can we do that? I had to start Mm -hmm. being more intentional in my planning and my prioritization rather than treating fun as something that I would find after I had all my work done. As if Mm -hmm. somehow I would have the energy or the wherewithal or the imagination or the creativity to find it after that. So I had to take those types of actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping that top of mind. I I want to build this um, value or strength. I want more of these experiences underneath this. Mm-hmm. So I need to design my life in such a way that will allow for that. Yep. Yep. Right. Like if somebody wants to increase courage, they're going to want to do new things. Yes. You know, planning for new things. Um, you know, stretch challenges, right? Could exercise the courage value. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, yeah, once you've exercised the courage value and you're doing all of these un- unfamiliar things and now they become familiar and you sort of locked in your courage value, right? Maybe then <laughs> you're looking at one of those other ones. Yeah. Right. Like, like perseverance, for example, maybe you realize, okay, courage, I got down now. I got this courage thing down. This is cool. I'm, 
I'm more, way more comfortable with unfamiliar things. Well, what I realize now is I'm doing all these fun things, but I don't stick with any of them. And I want to, right, reach a particular goal. And so I want to build up my perseverance, maybe, value at this particular time and space in my life, right? So then we really get to, at different phases and stages of our life, we really get to be aware in such a way that's like, okay, here's what I can fit into my life right now. And this is how I want to grow. So we're not just letting life grow us. Oh, we're, yeah. we're taking it into our own hands oh. and designing it in such a way. I love that. I love that. I think that happens to a lot of us. We can fall into that assumption that life grows us and we just have to cope with that. Think of all the, mm-hmm. think of all the throwaway things we say with that. Well, that's just how this goes. That's just life. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's normal, right? You know, when really, well, no, we can grow ourselves. It does, again, it's that internal, it's an inside job, right? Or it can mm-hmm. be an inside job doesn't have to be. We don't have to be externally, kind of going back to last week in a completely different context, we don't have to be reactive to life. We can be responsive to it and take initiative. Right. And take initiative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think what's really cool about the externals is without them, we wouldn't be able to grow. That's true. They are what, they are what allow us to grow internally because we're always sort of like us you know, ourselves in relation to the externals and the externals are going to sometimes be super harsh. Yes. And so then the harsh and painful externals and and the excited, the, the cool external, all the externals give us an opportunity to know better who we are. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what the externals are when we're growing. Mm-hmm. In, is there so much variety can offer us different opportunities to kind of, okay, is, is a reaction necessary here? Sure. Or if I feel strongly that a reaction is what's going to happen here, what's that about? Right. Without externals, we wouldn't be able to grow at all. That's true. That's true. And the way you're, the way you're laying it out, what's interesting to me about that is that that can, if we're in alignment not only can that reinforce that alignment, but it also, interestingly, at the same time, makes it easier for us to adjust that alignment as need be. You know, it can give us the messaging, give us the sense that, okay, I, I want to realign this part. You know, that worked, this alignment worked for this in light of some of these externals. And it can be lots of things, good or bad. This new opportunity I got, which might mean a move to somewhere. On the tougher side, grief at a loss, you know, requires you know, can require that. But that still comes from a position of alignment and empowerment rather than, oh my gosh, life is just grinding me up and spitting me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whew. Yeah. There we have it. There we have it. Mm-hmm. Why do we withhold happy? Oh, <laughs> uh, there we go. Um, well, lots to lots to come back to yeah. at a later date because we are out of time. Because we are out of time, so ponder that over the next week <laughs> before you come back for next week's episode of Breaking Up with RBS. Thank you for joining us for this one, as always, and we'll be back next week with another thing to talk about because we always seem to find one. Um, until then, I am JDK Winnikin, and I am Tony Santabria. 
See you all. Take care. Stop, stop, I can't take it anymore. All right. Well done, Tony. All right. I think, okay, excellent. I think why we withhold happy, why are we withholding happy?